I am slowly building up to learning you know, using VR as a form of storytelling, like yeah. put it on, like what, what do these characters tell you in VR? You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello guys, this is Maria JZ. Welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and let's go and meet our guest for today. Uh, today I'm chatting with Giovanni Nakpil, who is currently working at Oculus at Facebook, where he's helping to define virtual reality and explore its possibilities within entertainment and education. However, Giovanni is much more than just a VR guy. He's actually been working in the industry since well, I don't know, I guess it's been decades, and uh, uh, he's been a digital model supervisor at ILM, where he created uh, principal creatures for Star Trek and the Avengers, among other quite notable Hollywood films. So talking to Giovanni is going to be quite a journey. Let's go. All right, cool. we are now live. Welcome, We're welcome, live. Gio. Okay. Yes, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I apologize for the sort of temporary <laughs> background here. It's the work from home background. As I mean, I, as I like everyone, everyone is you know work from home background, including somebody on the other side of the camera. So I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like quarantine editions of this of this podcast like keep going on. I was thinking I was thinking like two. No. <laughs> All right, Gio. So oh, we've got actually a lot to cover. So, um, you know, let's just like get right into it. And, uh, you know, maybe we can start with you actually. Um, uh, can you just, you know, introduce yourself and what do you do now? Because uh, you've got a lot of background and a lot of career changes, but kind of a, you know, brief us. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a lot to cover. I've been around for a long time. Uh, so my name is Giovanni Nackville, and I'm a, uh, an art director at Facebook or Oculus right now. And um, pretty much in my past life, I was in film and visual effects for about 12 years or so, at, uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, prior to that, I was kind of like going from place to place, doing odd jobs, some, some in video games, sometimes uh, graphic design, um, production assistant for like a, a television commercial company. So I've had the benefit of having a lot of uh, different varied experiences building up to my time at ILM, uh, where I was again there for 12 years. And then after the 12th year, I was pretty much feeling a little bit um, kind of uh, unmaximized in terms of uh, my growth. And so I decided to get into video games. So I just, uh, I went over to Valve Software for about two years, learned a hell of a lot there, and then moved on to, to VR at, uh, at Oculus, where I've been for about five years now or so. Oh, wow. Actually, I haven't realized that was that long. That's, yeah. you know. That's always yeah, like... Yeah, VR has been around for a while because I was there in the beginning of uh, when we were working on the VR stuff, even before it shipped. So when I say it's 
I've been there for five years. It's amazing to think about that. Yeah, it's it's been around for that long. The the actual headsets, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, we're gonna talk um, a little bit more about VR because that's obviously you know like a um, such a hot topic these days, um, especially now when um, under lockdown you can't really um, you can't really interact with people in person. So many many people start. Um, asking themselves the question, how can we make, you know, life more real? And probably VR is one of the solutions. And so it's like really on top of mind. Um, so um, like maybe a little bit with the artistic bit. So um, what is exactly like your role maybe? And, uh, you know, as an artist within the VR um, the company, so what, an, what, what do you actually do? The, I use VR art as sort of a, for my own personal work. The, the work that I do at work is um, more on the production side of things. Okay. And, uh, um, so in terms of uh, the VR and what I can talk about VR in this interview would be just mainly in the art side of things. Yeah. That is something that I, I, I devote in my own personal time. And, and um, I've been working with the Oculus Medium team um, still to this day. Uh, even when they're at uh, Adobe now, giving them feedback and, and helping form the the software. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of been yeah. uh, my biggest passion with the whole VR scene is is sort of the 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 art aspect of it or the the content creation. Yeah. So so basically, um, outside of work, you also use it as an artist to um, like create uh, like in your free time. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so um, can we maybe start uh, from there, you know, like uh, um, maybe uh, if you could brief um, like artists that are listening and like watching this uh, uh, right now, what is, what are the opportunities out there for artists and what would be the easy way to get started with, with VR and, you know, just kind of at a glance? Yeah, uh, I think it's a very easy, um, easy thing to kind of just start off with. I mean, all you really need is a, is a capable PC uh, system, you know, laptop or desktop. Um, it doesn't really take much to run um, these headsets nowadays. I mean, uh, the, the more memory and, and, and power you have, the better, obviously, the more you can push with, with, with the polygons, but all you need is a, a fairly decent PC, um, what I use is the Rift S, which yep. is uh, a tethered headset. Because um, there's also the Oculus Quest, which is, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's tetherless, so you could take it anywhere with you and you don't need a PC to run it. But you could also hook it up with a, a cable called the yep. Link if you ever want to do programs like Medium or Tilt Brush or Quilt. Um, so what I use is a Rift S because I'm strictly like, I just want to be in my PC, in Medium, that's all I use. Uh, and um, yeah, it's fairly easy. You just do that, and 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 the 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 bar of learning is a little high, uh, at least for me when I first started. Um, but uh, yeah, I think any any artist can just you know easily just with interest pick it up and learn it, just as I have. Okay, but like your background is uh, realistic characters, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, accurate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do you, um, you know, how do you bring these two 
of passions or these two worlds together, like realistic characters and, uh, um, you know, virtual reality, how hard is it to reproduce a realistic, um, you know, human being in VR and what is the level of accuracy we're talking about? That's a good question because um, being in VR, there's a lot less, uh, at first, first glance, there's a lot less control because unlike the, you know, the, the Wacom, there's, there's a surface, right, to, to press onto. And with that, there's a lot more control you can have. But uh, with, um, with these things, it's essentially air, you're air sculpting. So there's not much um, feedback and your, the, the control that you have is reliant on how shaky or not shaky your hands are, right? Because it's resting on air. Um, so a lot of realistic sculpting is reliant on accuracy. And there have been a lot of uh, tools throughout the evolution of, of medium uh, where, you know, there's a lot more control given to the, the, the users and, you know, certain techniques that I like to do where uh, I scale the model really, really big so that I can actually redistribute the shakiness from my hands to the rest of my body. So I'm actually able to control the forms more. So. I think with any new medium, there, there are certain techniques that you start to develop to compensate for whatever the current lack of control right now there is uh, on the software. And, and you know, once, once I overcame that, it's like, oh, it's just like any other tool at my disposal. It's just like ZBrush or Clay. I'm able to um, create the forms that I like to create as I would when, when I'm working on it for film or something. And it is... It is getting to that point where you can do that now in, in VR too. Okay, perfect. So uh, you just mentioned Medium as uh, your tool. Um, like, is there any specific reason why you like Medium or you just like, did it happen just historically? Did you start working with it? And uh, maybe like why you like it? Yeah, um, the Medium team actually, when, when I started at Oculus, they were also starting out and it, you know, it was just sort of like uh, serendipity. Like when, when I started there, they were also there and they were like, hey, you know, we're, we have this tool in VR you may be interested in because you're, you're a, a modeler, you want to try it. It's like modeling in VR. And of course, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to of course try this. And, and when I did, actually, I always tell the story, I hated it at first because again you know the, the the whole lack of control and i'm so used to zbrush where i'm able to control the surface exactly to how i would want it um so i put it down for about six months and then and then i at the back of my head i'm like oh man there's something really possible there's a cool possibility here we could work with um in terms of you know building this to be a software that that many artists like myself with my background can use and so um, when I started using it and, and, and actually working with them, it just became my tool of choice because one, there's, there was a lot of feedback already coming from myself and a lot of other artists to, um, to help form this, this software to be what it is now, uh, which is very much um, based on uh, traditional sculpting in terms of, you know, the processes of, of traditional sculpting and getting form that's elegant, simple, with as very little UI as you can. So it's very easy for a clay sculptor, for example, to just kind of get into and, and, and 
use because it's very intuitive that way. And I think a lot of the other software packages, not that I've actually uh, done a comparison, but when I tried it, it's like, oh, I, I, I still prefer Medium because it's familiar and it's like, it's just a really, really good tool mm -hmm. for me. And so, and what's the learning curve like and what's the way to, you know, um, kind of a, overcome this thing that you had like in the first instance, you know, when you just, uh, oh, like, gosh, that's too steep. <laughs> yeah, I think the learning curve is more of just like the, the body getting used to a certain way of working where I'm sure when I was trying to learn ZBrush, it was like the same way, you know, like us. Oh, okay. The interface is just uh, this, and I'm, I'm I'm used to more of like point by point modeling, where I'm dragging the mouse, and you know this was like eons ago, so it was point by point modeling. But when I started learning ZBrush with the the Wacom, it was a new way of working for me that that uh, that felt odd, and then yeah. yet natural, you know, it, it felt more natural. And so when I started learning Medium, it felt odd, but more natural because you're using your hands. It just felt odd because it's just such a new way to kind of visualize digital content and mm -hmm. in a way that's like it's physically there you know and I think once once the brain clicks and goes okay this is now the the new norm in terms of how I create something how I sculpt something then then it just became easy to really get into from there because I think a lot of artists when they they you know, when I try and sell them the concept of medium or working in VR, it feels so intimidating for them um, when I think it shouldn't be. Yeah, there is that sort of hump yeah. you, you kind of have to go through, but like that's nothing compared to, you know, what you could do after that hump. All right. So what you could do after, uh, can you give me a couple of examples of like projects that, uh, you know, maybe you've, uh, uh, you've done uh, with medium just, you know what what can be done yeah it's it's a it's what i use at work in terms of visualizing like say if i'm to do a creature and it's going to be a vr uh i did a project called farlands with oculus um you know aliens alien creatures uh it was a vr game and so it made sense to actually block it in into vr so that you're actually not second guessing any proportional Mm -hmm. uh distortions like if i did it in zbrush brought it in vr i was like oh the head is a bit too big i need to kind of readjust that so doing it in vr was an advantage for me because it was going to be a vr product anyway um i also had done a uh a statue a really big statue for monster palooza based on carlos Fuentes' uh -huh. uh, work him and i collaborated with a medium team and since there was gonna be a, f a fully printed 3D sculpture that's pretty big, um, the fact that I sculpted it in VR uh, to begin with, it, uh, I, when I saw it printed, I, I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it, the yes. Yeah, because again, looking at it in Maya from ZBrush, I'm like, oh man, the, it was a bit, you know, it's a bit wide, so I gotta like readjust, I kinda do a back and forth thing. But in VR, because your FOV is your, are your eyes, whatever looks like in VR will look like your 3D print. And the, the, there's a lot of value in that because I think, say, if I were at a, a, a pre-production company or, for example, working on, on a director's uh, visual effects budget extravaganza and I'm building this creature that's going to be as tall as a, 
a Navi or a Godzilla, for example, yeah. like being able to look at it in VR, showing it to the director to go, that's how it's going to look like. And then, yeah, that's good. Have it, have it 3D printed. And then, you know, we're not going to question any of the, oh, the, the head's too big and all that stuff. So it's, it's just yeah. a very convenient tool that way for visualization. Yeah. And so uh, a really, you know, a question from somebody who's never used Medium. Um, so how does the uh, texturing process then uh, look like and how does it work? Do you only sculpt in Medium or is it like all in one solution? Well, currently it's, uh, it's, my, it's a, a sculpting uh, mm -hmm. solution for me right now, mainly for primary, secondary and tertiary shapes. I still bring that into ZBrush to texture, to refine, to add a lot of the detail uh, work. And then substance is sort of my pipeline. Okay. Uh, and my uh, somewhere in between for topology. But medium is, is not at, at this point sort of the end all be all software mm -hmm. package. It is still like a ZBrush or, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like a 3D code where uh, it's a, you do it for one specific thing yeah. which for me is the all important form big forms composition oh, 100%, yeah you yeah. Just like visualize it like the way you would yeah 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 but uh, texturing is the texture tools are not i would say it's still very very early you know they haven't really focused as much onto the texture tools yet um so yeah i mean I still rely on on the other softwares yeah. as as much. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. That's very very interesting. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, like for mentioning the pipeline because this is. Uh, I'm sure uh, that is the question that many will be like asking themselves. Like you know, if mm -hmm. it if it is impossible to yeah, because uh, it could go back and forth. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. You, you can my, also bring stuff from That's my second question on the list. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Sorry. Rewind. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. We just covered that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And so, you know, like just taking a little uh, step further, you know, like uh, um, I'm thinking of uh, uh, independent artists that, uh, uh, that are always like improving and learning new tools. And uh, uh, so uh, where do you think... Um, an independent artist, I mean, like a freelancer or somebody who is uh, looking for their way in the industry would apply, like currently, um, let's say the techniques that they learn um, with uh, a medium. Do you think uh, um, like uh, studios already uh, start using that or it's still like, you know, we need to wait for some years, but better start learning. So kind of a, what do you think is the situation like currently with the, uh, the job market on that? Do you think, and demand and kind of the actual application of the skills studios are definitely using it in fact there's um you know there's certain games that have used medium and and have shipped it as a part of their pipeline and have already actually oh, okay. advertised it as such um I've, I've i don't know the link exactly but oculus has been you know back uh last year i think they were like releasing some some, you know, so-and-so use medium or this yeah, game yeah, yeah. studio use medium. Um, and I see a lot of concept artists use it to visualize for the mere fact, for the very reason, I mean, of what I said, like if, if I'm say working on a film and I'm working with a director, it's very easy for me to just block it into medium as a concept block out and visualize the set, you know, bring in some LIDAR scans or something of the set and then help 
place the I don't know like the scene or something right um so it is being used by um by artists concept artists professionally uh out mm -hmm. there so and you know I mean I obviously don't have the data or the the exact companies yeah outside of people who I see posting and in the community posting and talking about it um but I, I do feel that it is something that that uh that a lot of people are or a lot of companies are using right now so they're in my book that alone puts puts it in, in the realm of like yeah it, it is something that where things may be headed and so as an artist or a content creator it is up to me to to keep up and if that's where the 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 current is heading towards then you know it is worth definitely if if one is able to afford it invest in a vr vr rig and a medium yeah. Uh, yeah time for medium learning it yeah yeah definitely so you just mentioned uh you know community and uh, i actually wanted also to explore this bit a little bit what do you think is the um the best way to kind of connect with people who are also in the same uh circle of interest so uh, maybe um you can recommend i don't know like uh, um a place to go like where uh, medium folks hang out and uh, mm -hmm. a place to learn more and a place to explore this in you know in more details we'll put all these links in the show notes if you know if yeah. you can recommend anything yeah the uh the only one i can really think about is the oculus medium artists uh facebook page outside of that i can't that i mean that's the the only area outside of you know like a circle of friends yeah. that where we all kind of use vr uh that's the only thing i can kind of think yeah. of right now it's a very tight but healthy community which is what i like about it like it's um you know it hasn't gotten to the level of like Z zbrush or you know kind yeah of, um that that community where it's just like humongous or art station but within that community you'll 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 get all the information you need you'll be able to share and kind of um you know kind of get feedback or give feedback on the software uh or art yeah um and it's a really yeah it's i highly suggest if people are interested in this to to try that group out because that is sort of the the entry point to kind of yeah. um the community and the users so mm -hmm. they're all there yeah, yeah including myself yeah definitely but I, I guess like that's what's always needed just you know yeah. uh let's say a healthy group of people that can actually um yeah just give you some feedback probably or yeah and support yes. each other like uh what i like about it is that unlike a lot of the the communities i see nowadays it's very much supportive and you know toxic free you know no egos it's because it's, it's just a, something that's just starting up right it's everyone is excited about it. everyone everyone wants to help out and 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 make sure that this is a success so and so, um, um, okay, so we mentioned the, uh, the community and uh, uh, the learning tools. I was wondering how you actually learned. Was it just like trial and error? Or um, you think now there are like, as of today, there, there might be like tutorials and uh, things like that, or maybe like the official like package or something, um, like kind of a, you know, where to go mm -hmm. to for this type of information? Um, I learned through trial and error because no, there were no t tutorials. Um, it was like, 
Ah, uh, yeah, well, here, sorry. Here's a, here's a, yeah. So for me, it was really hard. But now um, there's a lot more resources. And I can point you to some. I've, I myself have done a lot of videos that show my process, uh, which a lot of people seem to think that it's very helpful. So I, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, and then I'm signing up like <laughs> I'll ask you for the link. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, it's on my Facebook page. And sometimes I, I, I post a lot on Instagram and I plan to do so like, Oh, this is, this is VR. And you know, this is sort of what you could do. Um, cause I think it's worth just showing my process. Cause right now nothing should be a secret, right? It's like, um, and it is sort of like a very specific workflow that I think people can or maybe can like or maybe not like because you know it's different for them, their style coming from a ZBrush world. Um, but yeah, and, and I think there are some tutorials out there. Uh, I've just been kind of like heads down figuring it out on my own, which is sort of the way I like to learn how to do it and kind of come up with my own processes that way. Uh, but I always share that uh, if you're in the community, then you'll see it, see me share my my uh, my findings there so perfect so okay thanks i'll definitely yeah. ping you for the for the video like 100 <laughs> percent um so um and uh, you know like uh talking about like your art which is um like separate from uh your work do you have anything in mind some like um i don't know like a a mini goal or like a big goal that uh, where you want to get to uh, with, uh, you know, with the, uh, your VR skills uh, or like with your uh, pipeline, like maybe there is something, I don't know, that you still want to achieve. Um, I actually um, don't know what are the hardships when you get to the level when you're very comfortable. So I guess I'm like talking about the next step. So after you're comfortable with the tool, what is the next step like that, for example, you are looking at like right now? I think... Next step is I've always wanted to kind of try animation, like tell a lot. You know, a lot of people say that I want to I want to tell a story, <laughs> and that's okay. something I want to do. Um, I want to do you know because I've been doing static objects for my career, like T poses and all the, these like complicated looking characters. But at the end of the day, they're just static, and so. I, I am slowly building up to learning, you know, using VR as a form of storytelling, like yeah. put it on, like what, what do these characters tell you in VR or, or what, what are the stories you want to tell with these characters, given that you're now immersing the audience, your audience into your in, imagination, right? Like they're literally in your imagination in this virtually concocted world. So, taking advantage of that versus just static objects. I, I, I want to learn how to create scene, create, create mood, create a scene where it moves. Cause I, I'm very much into like movies and, and, and cinematography. So kind of like taking a lot of, and photography too, a lot of my outside interests and, and folding it into not just VR, but just my art in general. Um, so it could just be, you know, 2D animated things or 3D or VR. So. Uh, and then outside of that, it's always just my constant goal is to keep getting better and better and better. And I am like at a blip compared to where I want to be uh, eventually. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's just it's always, amazing. you know, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So I was also wondering about, you know, the whole, like your background of uh, um, like working on like really big titles and now kind of uh, working on a very uh, innovational technology. So uh, it's kind of a, um, I mean, I guess uh, the, your, your passion about sci-fi is kind of uh, unfolding slowly into, you know, the, uh, the VR world. Uh, but uh, um, kind of, uh, you know, um, if there are any other, other links uh, with uh, uh, the cinematography and, uh, and VR and the application of it, like, I don't know if, you know, like <laughs> you can see that happening. Like, I think luckily for me, like, uh, I love, I love, love, love sci-fi and horror, but I think that is one aspect of my interest, which I've been pouring a lot of energy into for the most part of my career. And like, you know, just drawing monsters, designing monsters, all this stuff. But I, I think as, as I, I've grown older, um, my other interests have been kind of uh, overtaking that a little bit more, like with the photography stuff. You know, I kind of want to, like when I, when I say I want to do these things in VR and tell a story, it would be kind of more of um, non-sci-fi stuff, actually, more of like uh, something closer to, you know, like a scene in real life or something. It could just be like a street scene where people are waiting by the bus stop and, and just how people are interacting with each other. And it could just be that snippet, you know, more along those lines versus like, oh, this monster yeah uh, which i want to do too eventually but i think my mind is more kind of geared towards sort of uh, especially nowadays more of the social aspects of 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 what i could possibly bring into my art with with what's going on in the world you know not to get too political or anything but just sure. a little bit of a little bit of like what what i see or what i observe that's going on in the world what what can i put in in my art you know, using that maybe as a loose canvas, you know, because why not? You know, I think, I think as artists, um, especially CG artists, I think uh, the, uh, I don't see that many CG artists kind of take a lot of the social aspects into their work. It's mostly like sci-fi or, or horror, which is what I do, but I kind of want to see where I can take my art into the more uh, real, real events kind of thing, you know? And I think VR could be a, a good, good vehicle for that. I love that. Thank you for saying that. I absolutely love that. Actually, uh, you know, um, I was also thinking about that a lot. That uh, mm -hmm. a lot of uh, uh, CG art is just focused on the, you know, on maybe like the CG aspect of it. So how can we make it like a more like like I don't know stronger, or how mm -hmm. can we make it scarier? or yeah. like more or detail detail yeah, yeah, yeah like it's yeah, always yeah. detail detail yeah right? yeah more realistic but mm -hmm. uh uh yeah like i think that will be a really nice evolution of uh, uh cgr if we could just get more yeah get like more uh more real aspect uh, and yeah kind of a real life issues as well like yeah yeah, yeah. and i think that i think cgr has been solely focused on from what i can see at least like a lot of you know detail and pores which i have nothing against but i think as again as I, I grow older it feels like the the details the details really are in the stories it's not really or how you how you execute the form without the detail that is the the one that i really gravitate to like the simplicity of things that's more impactful and i i really want to explore that um 
aspect of, of, of CG art. Okay. And so now just like, you know, taking a step aside a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just um, from your personal uh, perspective, um, like at some point, um, CG really started dominating a movie, movie industry and all the blockbusters uh, with CG totally dominated the, the movies. What do you think? Is it like, is it going to stick around for a while or is it going to evolve into something or um, like, is it just a trend or is it just there? Is it there to stay? Oh, with movies? I think yeah. it's gonna, I mean, I think it's there to stay. I think it's going to be a lot more um, prominent in the back end or in the, Whereas, you know, before I was like, oh, you know, this is a CG creature, Jurassic Park dinosaur. It's going to be more out of necessity used as a way to, to compensate for the lack of like, say, oh, we can't because of COVID go to a, a location. So we're going to use Unreal 5 background project it kind of like what they did for Mandalorian, you know, just going to be more visible, invisible uh, type of, uh, uh, kind of use cases for mm -hmm. movies. Um, maybe like, you know, a non-sci-fi show using CG mm -hmm. to augment augment the um, the background, uh, which has been used many, many, you know, years, but I think more so um, in, in, in the future, especially after seeing the Unreal 5 demo, I was like blown away just how much, you know, polygons and, and resolution it can get and so i think i can bet that that's going to be used more uh in 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 movies and and the idea of it being real time i think is going to be more prominent instead of like you know cg is what we think of now in effects which is a rendered you have to render it and composite it this is going to be like real time so i think it's a very healthy outlook in the future that i have for cg in movies um, okay because of that um you know like and now uh the reason why i'm asking actually because uh, uh i hear the question and like the discussion uh on the background from time to time um uh, in between like artists and uh, just like within the industry like what's gonna happen uh with the, the jobs if you know certain automations or you know um like better tools will actually replace artists because there are many artists that are uh, focused on uh, working on likeness and maybe that's going to be scanned. And so like that is pretty much a cotton jobs, like everybody who's doing realistic characters. Uh, so uh, um, do you think like, so there will be still uh, kind of an upward trend also in terms of uh, jobs opportunities for artists? that are learning this? I think there will always be a need for, for artists. I mean, the optimists in me. So I, I mean, for one, I, I, there's no way for me to fully predict, but my opinion is that there will always be a need for a skill set of someone who can properly topologize a, a realistic head, create a realistic head, you know, topologize it so, so that it's riggable, animatable. Um, I, I, I don't know if that is gonna uh, be overtaken by machines uh, anytime know. soon. Um, I would like to think not um, to the, the level that, you know, like say the Weta 
people have done for Will Smith on Gemini Man or the ILM folks with Irishmen. I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, necessary skills as an artist to contribute to, to those, those projects still, even though, you know, it's technically the likeness of someone that could be done by a machine. Um, and to be honest, I don't have, since I haven't really been in the film industry for five years now, I don't, I don't know the full scope of uh, what, what that industry is developing into. So this mm -hmm. is like purely guessing on my part right now, but I would like to think that, you know, keeping up to date with those skills, because I think if you're devoting your skill in building a super realistic human, the skill you've learned from that is applicable to anything. So it's never going to be a wasted effort, right? Right. Um, yeah. Realistic sure. human, the pipeline. You're you're covering the that pipeline, right? And then within that pipeline, you can do, you know, creatures. You can do displacement mapping. You can do look dev. You can do all this stuff. So the value you're giving yourself is immense. Um, and who knows what the industry is going to be like ten years from now? I think you know if we're all out of the jobs, and I'll learn new relearn to flip burgers again like what I did yeah. before you know? so, at, the, at this current point in time I'm just like not worrying about it and just learning as much as I can yeah for my own benefit is, is, yeah. is sort of my thinking so yeah all right perfect and um you know within your career what's been your favorite project you know something that you'd always I don't know um remember because of the story or because of uh, uh just something that links you to it because you worked on like a lot of different things just wondering what's what is your like all-time favorite <coughs> excuse me uh the obvious choice for me would be the hulk for the avengers because that was a dream project and i've had many during ilm but i actually want to revise that to say that the the um my favorite project was was actually working with a medium team and and helping helping them validate that software into something that's viable uh, out there. Because I think when Medium was starting out, um, you know, there was a lot of really good work, but it was more along the lines of like sort of stylized cartoony uh, work. And so I came in with the intention of, um, you know what, there's, there's, a, there's something here where I can push the software to a level where, you know, it's not gonna be quite like ZBrush level then, but I want to prove it to the my circle of friends or the industry that this is something that that people should take seriously, and um, and I did a lot of work to to show that off, which you know gained a lot of momentum. And you know we the group and I, Medium group and I, we ended up showing showing Medium demos to like Marvel, to like ILM, to all these these places, and a lot of artists as I saw the community grow were convinced that you know medium is a viable uh tool set because of a lot of the work that i've done not all of it obviously because um it became a community and from there other people have done work that just were like mind-blowing but i think i'm really proud of of uh helping helping be a part of, of uh, a new way of working with with such a cool yeah. cool cool uh, contraption that's so sci-fi uh, that for me is, I think, my my highlight in my career, and also through that, I, I did a lot of workshops and and used Medium as a tool to teach people 
um, and that that is also lumped in with there. So I think the whole medium ecosystem is is my proudest uh, it sort of thing. Sounds definitely exciting. I mean, like it, and it is actually um, twice exciting now to think that uh, it is still you know like work in progress. So yeah. like you know. Uh, checking back in like in two, three years time, um, it will be really interesting to see what's, you know, what it kind of gets to and uh, what it does to the industry in, you know, as a thing. Like, yeah, kind of gonna exactly, happen. exactly. Yeah. Well, perfect. Uh, Gio, we've got a, a, a little uh, tradition on the podcast and mm -hmm. uh, um, I've got 10 short questions. Uh, for you, so you've got to be prepared to um, to answer within one phrase or several words. Uh, okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, um, give me one second, and uh, yeah, I've just changed the question, so you're the first ones. Oh. <laughs> Go through the new ones. Okay. So let's go. Um, What's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like anti-procrastination tip. I don't think I have a tip for that because I always lose. <laughs> I, distraction <laughs> is everywhere. That is, that is something, I think for me, distraction is a part of my process, is, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Okay, perfect. That works. I can't think. Yeah, blank. That, I mean, I completely, yeah, I completely understand you. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, um, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Oh, Christmas. Uh, it just brings a lot of good childhood memories. Yeah. Um, and what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Oh, walking. Um, I do push-ups too. So. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, uh, what's your most used emoji? Oh, uh, I like the the emoji with the, the my my friend Melinda was out actually was a part of uh, designing it. The emoji with the heart. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The care emoji. Care emoji. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely love it. It's yeah, I think it's getting a lot of use recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see it a lot being used and you know, kind of like throw it into. So yes. Um, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? Oh my goodness. Um, not having a haircut for uh, many, many weeks because of the quarantine, which is why I'm wearing a hat. So okay. right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm I'm glad I don't see it then. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can kind of see it. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, not to strive for being the best in the industry. I know that's more than than a few words. That's all right. And it's, it's a complicated thing because, and it resonates with me. Uh, well, I need. I feel like I need to expand on it because it's, it sure. sounds like a negative feedback. Please go right? ahead. Okay. <laughs> Please go Don't ahead. Don't be the best that you can <laughs> in the industry. Um, it, to expand on that, it means um, try not to be the best out there 
in 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 the field but be the best of who you can be for yourself and and i think that's a, a valuable s switch in my head when i started thinking about it because to be the best in the industry i am not opening myself to feedback i'm always like you know in a in a, in a mode where i want to kind of overtake you right i want to be the best i want to be better than you when the i i just don't see things that way anymore i i feel like I want to be the best that I can be for my own, like my own barometer, my own measure of what best is, which is like up, 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 up there that no one can ever really measure that I, I, I will have a hard time achieving if even in this lifetime. So I think not being the best in the industry allows me to not have an ego. You know, I see a lot of artists there who want to be the best and there's a lot of ego involved in that, sort of the rock star mentality. And I want to avoid that. Um, so yeah, that's why I think, uh, I want to, it helps me stay grounded. You know, I'll always like, I don't care if someone's better than me. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm glad you're better than me. You know, I want to work with you at some point, but, um, I'm per perfectly fine with that. So. Wow. I love that. I love the attitude. I think it also, sorry, like we're far from few words, but I think it's a really cool yeah. topic because, uh, you know, it's like uh, when you have this mindset, it just allows for more like collaborational attitude rather than stepping on other people's heads and kind of being yeah. very protective of information and just mm -hmm. very protective of uh, uh, anyone's growth, like against your own. So, yeah. And you, you end up listening to, people of different backgrounds like you know students professionals i don't care like if i want to hear what you have to say and i think if i have the mindset of i want to be the best in the industry it's like oh no i'm um my road is to be the best man and i'm not going to listen to anyone except of my my own voice right so yeah all right cool let's move on to the next one i promise this is easier um, so, uh, if you are to make your own t-shirt, what is it going to say? VR man. I don't know. <laughs> These are hard questions. <laughs> Rockstar um, mentality. <laughs> I'm the best. No, I'm yes. <laughs> but didn't Gio just say that now? Uh, <laughs> don't be the best. Don't, don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, these are hard questions. Honestly, no, they're not. Uh, they're not. I promise they're not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, oh, uh, bigger forms are more important than smaller forms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is good. Um, so uh, if you could see one, uh, any movie again for the first time, which one would you watch? Oh man! Um, Another hard question. The, the Matrix. Now this is easy because I mean I saw that like six times when I first saw it. I was so blown away. Uh, I just was so surprised. But if I can recapture that feeling of like, oh my gosh, as it was unfolding, like with that small expectation, and then seeing what I saw, I want to replicate that. So I want to, I want to yeah. watch it again. Yeah. I actually just did that after a long break. You know, like haven't watched Matrix for probably five, ten years. Just watched mm -hmm. it recently. Yeah, just yeah. kind of trying to replicate, but yeah, definitely one of those. Yeah, movies. yeah. Um, and the last two. So, um, if you could have um, dinner with 
any two or one or two of your, you know, kind of idols from any type of any like backgrounds and any uh, historical like uh, moments, who would you hang out with? Huh. Um, that's tough because I have a lot of, I read a lot of uh, books. So there's many authors I want to um, have conversations with, uh, but it's strictly with sculpting. I definitely want to, I want to hang out with um, maybe, oh gosh, I'm torn between Bernini or Michelangelo. I think Michelangelo would, would be you can You can have them both. Oh yeah, that's right too. <laughs> Uh, although those two would probably clash because they're opposing personalities and that would be interesting. So yeah, Bernini and Michelangelo in one, one dinner table and, oh, and just kind of sit back and watch them debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's, that looks like a perfect moment actually to me. Because <laughs> yeah. one is a very showmanship person and the other is very like introspective, deep artist who probably is against Bernini. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. And finally, finally, finally. So what's your absolute, absolute dream job? Except sleeping burgers. Uh, oh man. <laughs> oh, I appreciated that part too. But, uh, my... <laughs> man, I got free burgers though. Flipping burgers. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> just from the yeah. grill to my mouth. Um, <laughs> Uh, my dream job, honestly, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm living it. Uh, I mean, there's, it could always be better. And, you know, I have, I have goals that I, I'll, I'll hold deep in my heart. That's for me alone. But I think in terms of the dream job, I mean, ILM was my dream job. I have that happened. What I'm doing right now with, with, with uh, VR and working for, for the company I work with is, has been a dream job. So I've been really, really fortunate. You know, I don't, I don't take it lightly. All right. Amazing. Gio, thank you so much for uh, answering my tough questions and, you know, for yeah. being here. Really appreciate your time. I think it's been an amazing, amazing uh, conversation. I learned a lot and I hope, you know, like uh, uh, I'm not the only one. I'm sure that's, uh, that's been like super, super productive. So yes. yes. And uh, I would love to have you again in a couple of years, see what's happening, you know, to check yes. in. Yeah. Yes. Five years. See where it is. <laughs> yes. See where it is. All right. I'm going to turn off the recording now. Okay. <laughs> see you guys. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. That was amazing. And before you go, just a reminder that this week in between 25th and 31st of May, Art Heroes is hosting uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, challenge for character creators. And this is hosted in collaboration with Pixelogic Marmoset 80 level and uh, welcome Valencia. So we've got pretty epic prizes from our partners as well. And if you go to artheroes.co, you can still sign up and participate. So we'd love to see your submissions. And next week, we're going to select the winner. All right. And I'll see you next week at another podcast episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero.